All Lives Matter, special guest today for Morning Minutes, Lee Woodward. Stay tuned. Good morning, episode 323, Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak, and special guest, the world's best real estate trainer, Lee Woodward. How are you, mate? Very well. Good to be here. This morning's topic is going to be all light, all agents light, <laughs> all agents All matter. agents matter. All agents matter. We, com- we commonly hear, will agents get replaced by technology, the portals? Always. Always. It's a common, I think it's probably been going on since you guys were agents and even more so now with the implementation of what Facebook. What you guys were agents? <laughs> we I'm, I'm not an agent. <laughs> well back, way back, um, especially with the introduction of the more use of Facebook, Facebook mar- marketplace. It's probably, there's more options now than they ever have been to sell a property or tools to sell a property. What's the landscape going to look like in 10 years' time? Will agents still be around? I think we always need an agent, and more now than ever, as we've got more compliance, we've got more contracts, more digital signing, more things going on than ever. And I think a lot of people completely misunderstand just how much or underestimate what goes on in the sale of a home. For most houses being listed to settled, there is 246 points that must happen and it starts with the authority and the agreement and all that being legal right down to the settlement and the funds going into someone's bank account. An agent is a... 246. 246. Mark, you, the sales agency is about nine of those, but your wonderful team in the background of compliance, trust account, marketing, getting it to the portals and so forth, uh, there's a lot goes on prior to what we had before of whacking the core flu, find someone at the pub, sell them a house and we're done. Uh, What's expected now is we are a multimedia, multi-channel marketing agent facilitating the home. So more than ever, we need a brilliant agent to support. Well, actually, I'll ask you both this main question and one to the industry. What is the number one job of an agent? What is their number one job to do? Mr. Uh, people would uh, people would think open house. Okay. Well, it's a lot of people because that's all they that's all they see. But I would suggest, for me personally, the number one thing from an agent to do is find the buyer out there to pay the highest price in the shortest possible time. Yeah. Well, we're contracted to sell the property. That's what they. That's what they've um, contracted us to do. Obviously, there's many functions to go along with it, with getting the highest property communication. But we're employed to sell the property. Yeah, so sure. I agree with those answers. My answer would be, but, but, but <laughs> protect the asset. You know, there's a lot of people that undersell their home as an undertrained person has access to this tax-free, most valuable asset. They rush the deal. They don't check out the full market. They're not in momentum of the market. They haven't studied the art of negotiation, which is to collaborate with the purchaser to get that outcome. But our job in sales or rentals is to protect the asset. 
And when an agent knows what they're doing and they've got that skill and they can breathe and they can pause and extract the greatest outcome for the owner, we've done our job, we get referred on to another one, one sale generates five and this beautiful industry keeps moving forward. And I think a lot of the, because I was having this conversation uh, with a, a potential vendor yesterday where um, we were talking about sort of the pre-marketing of a property and it was where we were talking about we listed on Facebook and they were like, oh, so do you still get paid commission if you do that way? Because a lot of people are stuck in the the way it goes to realestate.com, goes to auction, that traditional way of thinking. And sometimes they don't necessarily think of the functions that go with just listing a property for sale like because they sort of associated it with well i could do that as well i i can go on facebook because traditionally before realestate.com yes. only well real said. estate agents could post on realestate.com so that you saw the value in an agent going well that's the largest portal i've got to be i've got to have an agent to have my property there but facebook has reduced those barriers anyone can post a property for sale, but uh, but what they don't see in the background is what does protect the asset is creating that competition. And Facebook is only one channel of, like I said, multimedia. Facebook is only one element of it to get the best price, protect the asset. You've got to have multiple layers. And I sort of use that analogy um, of a TV channel because a lot of agents always say they do Facebook, but if you're only doing one post a week or one post here or there, you're not really using it as a, a channel. It'd be like Channel 9 only having one one channel for the day, 6.30 or 6.30, that was the only program they had on. It wouldn't have many followers. And that's like an owner trying to sell the property themselves. They don't have an audience of buyers. They don't have an audience uh, searching for property compared to, say, us, for example, who have got programs running 24-7 and people are attracted. So there's a big difference for us posting on Facebook compared to an owner themselves, plus you've got the database, previous sales, and all the rest that goes with it. So where I can always see the value for good agents doing it well will always be needed at its price. Mark, I'll add to this. Real estate's pretty simple. We attract, we engage, we commit. And all the channels, all the portals do a wonderful job of attracting people. But once you've got the inquiry, all you've got is the inquiry. Now the magic begins where an agent filters through that inquiry to say, you know, that person has a better need for this property than that person. We may be able to go a further distance with that person. Uh, this property's got a double garage sandstone underground area that this buyer wants to make into a recording studio. They'll go 50 grand above the average market who just thinks it's a garage. And I think the engagement part is a selection process of, okay, I've got all these opportunities. Uh, the marketing channels have done their job, but now it's time for the agent to do their job. And then that last part of commit where you can negotiate, collaborate, and sometimes you've got to let a property breathe and say, look, appreciate your offer. There's four more people that I'm also communicating with and I'd like them to have the op same opportunity you have. Oh, no, no, hang on. We want to buy it more than they do. Well, then you would have to increase your offer right now to do that because I'm facilitating the sale for a great outcome. And if it was you selling it yourself, you'd want every opportunity. And that is my job to make sure it's a fair opportunity in the marketplace and the property is not undersold. 
I think we both know it's a great asset. Over to you, Mark. I know I've always, and to support what you're just saying, I think it always talk, there's that saying, the hustle and the talent, you know, and I think that if you've got an enormous amount of hustle, you've got the ability to extract the best price. You couple that with the enormous amount of talent. Uh, that's pretty phenomenal. So I think as, as, as an owner, when you're selling, you know, you can hustle, but to have that talent, you need to be doing that volume. But, you know, what we're talking about today is agents' lives matter, and we're saying, look, you know, in the next 10 years or are agents' lives as an important to get a property sold? Lee, I want to ask you this, and it's also a statement as well. You were the highest volume sales agent out of five, six, seven hundred agents on the northern beaches. You're in DY in your career. You're in your early 20s. You were pumping it. And you're pretty familiar with the with large volumes you also see large volumes today what strikes me is the lack of efficiency in volume with technology that we've achieved in 25 years example i had i did not have a computer i had a hardbound diary i was writing X amount of sales a month, sales doing 20 sales a month. For the same agent to be doing 20, 20, the same agent today with all of the technology, put even the dollars aside, the same agent today with DocuSign, with digital presentations, with virtual walkthroughs, with realestate.com, not newspapers, they're still doing 20 deals a month one agent so a superstar agent with all of the incredible technology in today's society is doing the same amount of volume the best of the best is doing the same amount of volume than they were 25 years ago so i'll put it to you in 25 years time is this going to be the same thing with all the new technology yeah it's a great question because one difference between when you're in your paper diary stage, the local newspaper, a call flu sign and a phone number, it was quite stripped back to what you had to facilitate. Whereas the channels now, well, just look at our phones back then versus how many things we've got to check on our phones now. It could be one of nine places an inquiry is coming through from mm. versus someone rang me and I spoke to them and I took their details and I've agreed to meet them at the property. Now we've got these fire hose of inquiry coming through, which is only hasn't really technically helped with the transaction. It's actually helped with prospecting more than anything okay. because you've got more opportunities to get to a wider range of people. But the actual process of selling real estate has become distracted in some cases. You know, the greatest thing about stripping something back is you, you can focus easier. You're not as distracted as going so wide. However, selling real estate today has become a digital multimedia process. So there was no drones and videos and styling and shooting of the property. So none of those tasking had to be done. You would sign it up. You'd get the contract in. Uh, the first week of ads would be booked, the second, third, and fourth. And on the fourth week, everyone was ready to uh, accept an offer, which is known as the vendor timeline. So, Mark, what I think we're going to see in the future is a different division. So right now, I'm seeing great jobs pop up for multimedia content specialists within the company. Uh, I did a great interview two weeks ago uh, with, the, with the Carmichael brothers up in LJ Hooker, Cleveland, 
two young guys running the back end of a sales team. They've never sold real estate, have no desire to sell real estate, but they run two things, the age of marketing plan in social and paper, meaning analog and digital, and they also run their business plan. So instead of saying to the agent, come back to me with your business plan, they say, these are your numbers that have factually happened over a month, projections for next month. So I think we're going to see our companies with a more specialist division. Uh, Novak has a social media team that the agents participate in, but the agents are leveraging off that incredible vehicle of social media. So I think we're going to do more deals from a team-based approach, Mark, than one agent trying to do everything, which I don't believe they can. And I was just thinking then before as as well, where a lot of people sort of forget, and it goes, there's sort of the two components of selling a property. There's obviously the marketing attracting buyers. And this goes to the question where an owner may think, well, well now it's easier. It's easier for an owner to, now to actually sell their property themselves with, say, Facebook compared to how it previously was. But you've got to look at it in two ways. There's a component of an agent marketing the property, attracting the most buyers, to the property, which yes, it has gotten easier for an owner to do that themselves. But that means it's also gotten, um, the, now the agent also has more tools under their belt to attract buyers to the property as well. And going what what Lee said previously, that's one component, getting the buyer there, but then also negotiating with the buyer. There's no, it's not good. It, there's, um, it defeats the purpose if you have great marketing skills, if you don't have great ne negotiating skills with that buyer as well. So to all the owners at home, even if you were an even playing field of marketing and attracting buyers, would you be superior to an agent that's negotiating a lot of deals, had experience negotiating a lot of homes? Who would you rather have, been, have in front of a buyer? What's that, um, What's that saying Tom says? It's, uh, it's not about having ooh, a great buyer. It's who you basic, It's not about having a great buyer. It's about having a great agent in front of the buyer yeah. along those premises as well. You know, so I'm, uh, some, yep. Something that to, to basically with, with on the back of that, Michael, is people will pay $2,000 a year for ensuring that their car is not lost if mm. it's in an accident or damaged it's insurance they are protecting an asset worth 30 or 40 or fifty thousand dollars so if you've got an asset worth a million dollars how much are you going to spend to ensure that that asset is not damaged or, or deteriorated and that you're getting the best possible price. So I think at the end of the day, with all of the glorious technology out there, I think at the end of the day, for people to make an investment of 2% of the value of, of the asset to ensure they, they are extracting the most is a very small amount when you consider a 40 grand car is getting insured for two grand, that's, I think that sits at about, what's that? 5%. Mm. Every the, year. And Mark, on this point, let's not forget a fundamental part of negotiating. There's a, a very strong reason why an owner should never represent themselves is that they run the risk of being offended by a purchaser's comment. Yes. So a purchaser can say, I'm only going to pay X because of. And the owner can then go, well, stuff you, I'll sell it to somebody else. But what if that person was 50 grand above everyone and facilitated correctly over the finish line, 
that's $50,000 profit tax-free that you lost due to being offended versus an agent's neutral. An agent is the competition. So when a purchaser says that, we can say, that's fine. Um, I've got other people I need to speak to about this property. Uh, we will keep you in the loop. But if it is sold between now and us getting back to you because you've chosen not to proceed at this point, is it okay that you won't get upset with me that I gave you every opportunity I could, but you chose to risk it? You know, an owner can't get into those conversations because it takes a long time to learn those conversations in protecting an asset. And Mark, what you just said then about the insurance, I absolutely love that. And there's also a thing about, if we look at all portals and digital technology, it does a brilliant job of generating an inquiry, but that's where it ends. Yeah. Then it comes over to the technician, the mechanic, who puts that all together. And, you know, it's no different to people in the music industry. They'll go and watch an incredible guitar player like Santana and say, oh, what amps are you using? Uh, what pedals has he got and what guitar has he got? I'm going to go and buy all that gear and then I've got the same chance. And then they strap up and think, I still sound crap. Yeah. Whereas we can grab Santana, throw him in cash converters on an old guitar and amp, and he's still got the magical technique and skills that it didn't matter about the gear, it well mattered said. about the talent. Well said. And yeah, I think well said. you can have all the access to whatever you like. Knowing what to do with it is a skill of a technician. And I think off the back of what you said with the insurance, agents are only paid once you're happy and the buyer's happy with the price, with the transaction. So yeah, unlike... Different unlike to car you, insurance. Different to car insurance. Car insurance, you have to pay it regardless if you need it. So you've all... There's just that extra layer of protection and goodwill that you know that is there. At the end of the day, you've got to have a happy buyer and a happy seller with the property. And then the agent is paid on the success. So that's always good to remember. Mark, I remember selling property across the road here and there was a lady I'd been dealing with for a couple of months and she decided, no, I'm gonna sell it myself. And within weeks, the market had gone through significant change. And by the way, markets change in an hour, in a day. Yes. Something was worth 850 and someone just paid a million for it, welcome to the minute. Anyway, this lady came in and she was all happy and excited and said, oh, Lee, I'm ready to buy now. I said, great, uh, you've sold? Yep, I've sold mine. Oh, what did you get for it? 200 grand less than what it would have been worth in the time frame that the market had moved. Uh, she was in North Kirkhill. North Kirkhill had just gone from being like a housing commission area to non-housing commission. Uh, property land had gone through the roof because everybody wants to build near the water. But if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. And her property was snapped up for sale by owner. And, and, and the, um, the buyer's excited. Why? Yeah. I'm going to get it cheap. There's no agent because the agent's the knowledge and the competition. So she ended up not being able to stay in the area because she undersold the asset and markets change daily. That is why you need insurance of someone who's in the market, not watching the market. And I really like now I'm thinking about that 249, was it 249 steps of selling? Yep. Yep. 249. 246. 246. And a lot of the time the, fo the owner is only focusing on one or two of those processes as in I can upload it myself to Facebook. Yeah, well that's well you know, said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, there's a couple that are, that have become easier for an owner, but there's still 240 that are not. And let's look at one of those steps. Ring all your hottest buyers now and say, hi, Mark, it's Lee from Novak. I've got a property that has not been on the internet. It's not been on social. No one knows about it. There's a window of opportunity I can get you through it. Would you be open to having a look? Yeah. That phone call is actually positioned to say, 
and it's called the window of opportunity phone call. And the fact it hasn't gone live anywhere is the attraction. Oh, look, I'll get out of work now. I'll come and see it now. They walk through. They love it. Oh, look, we want to make an offer. But before you do that, we haven't even gone live to the portals yet. It'd have to be our knockout bid for our owners to consider any options at this point. But what would you pay? You know, that's a step. But you don't want to miss that step because you've missed that chance. And I think a, a big thing as well, it's like the cheapest agent is not necessarily the best agent. And for those cheaper agents, technology will probably replace them because they're only doing the bare minimum. They're not protecting the asset. They're not creating the competition. They're not creating that added value. Because as we always say, yes, an owner can sell it themselves. Like physically, um, that's always, go, been, that, there, that's always that's been there. But you're always engaging the agent to protect the asset know you're getting the highest price, compete that there. So when people say, it well- It should be for sale by loaner. It's quite yeah. lonely if we've known <laughs> it's true. So, and it's like anything in today's world. If you're basically, what's the cream of the crop will rise to the top and there will always be that need. But there will always be, in like many industries, the simpler stuff, the no big value add will get replaced. But- the people who won't be will be the top people who you are wanting to sell your property. But, you know, I've so, just had a few properties sell, Mark, and every time I engage an agent to do it. And friends of ours who are not in the real estate industry say, Lee, with all your knowledge, you teach all these agents all over the world, why wouldn't you sell the house and save your fee? Because I'm not in the market speaking to the right people every day and I would stand to lose a fortune about what I don't know from the yep. buyer who could buy it who I don't even know about. So I always engage an agent, always, because yep. I'm trying to protect my own asset. Mm. You can't just hop in and be a ninja for a moment. Uh, it's hot, It's better to hire a ninja than try and be one for a moment. Yeah, and people's, I reckon people regret more not engaging an agent than engaging an agent for a property, just like with marketing. When you come to the date where you sort of have to be sold, you want to be sold, you look back at the campaign and go, oh, I should have gone on domain. I should have done the letterbox drops. I should have done that. You don't really get people no, at the end of the auction going, oh, no, I did way too much marketing. I got 200 grand more. I could have saved money. You just, you don't have those thoughts. And, so you and- want to... And owners don't always get told the golden rule of real estate, which is the longer your property's on the market, the less the purchasing community expect to pay. Yeah. So you actually hire an agent for acceleration, not because you don't, the longer you go, the less money you're going to get. But an owner thinks I'm in no rush, which is the opposite of how it works. Yep. So imagine not knowing that. Yes. The danger of that. Mark, over to you. Yeah, Crossing to the. Uh, um, so what we're talking about today for people who have just who have just clicked in is agents' lives matter. Agents' lives matter, and the changing technology. So to roll out what I and in, to summarise everything that we've just spoken about, I'll go back to my original question, which was 25 years ago, and a high volume agent super high volume agent was doing 20 transactions a month in a good suburb, an expensive suburb, a bit different out west. They're more like 40, but saying in like Northern Beaches. The same high volume agent with all of the amazing technology now is doing 20 deals. My question is in 25 years' time, hand on your heart, you're dealing with all the best agents in the country and in the world, training them, 
What do you reckon? I think 20's high uh, right now. I think you'll find yeah. most agents are doing six or eight if they're, if they're lucky. Mm. Uh, back in the days when you're doing I'm 10, talking, 15... I'm talking animal animal agents, you know, but, but the technology that... The technology had didn't help me back then to now. Email, like realestate.com, mobile phones, faxes are gone. Like it hasn't it hasn't helped. A a super high volume agent is still doing the same volume with all the technology. So what is when when even more technology rolls out the next twenty five years? I, I just can't help to think that, you know, agents' lives do still matter. They're just using the tools differently. And, and that's that comment of tech and technique. Mm. You know, you get the technique right that, okay, I've just read the play of this person. They're going to do something the next two to three weeks. Uh, I've just got to position myself to have the right extended conversation. That's got nothing to do with tech. That's mm. technique. But tech may have brought in that inquiry. Tech may have bounced it in through someone shared it. Like share is the new mailbox drop of the future, no doubt about it. But I think tech's definitely allowed us to go wider, but yeah. your technique's still got to convert it. And we were laughing before starting about the ABCs of real estate, always be closing. Closing that opportunity is, we're not short of opportunity here, Mark. Mm. There is more opportunity than we can ever, yeah. ever request. But if you still don't have the technique to convert it, no more, we can put another fire hose in your bucket. If it's leaking, it's leaking. So it's that ability to read the play and convert it. But I must say, in you know, as I go around the world, the portals are different. So in the States, what they did to the agents, to me was quite obvious because the agents had different technique to our Australian agents. Whereas if you look at the Australian portals, they believe the agent is a critical part of the process. Now, a lot of people on the ground say, oh, that's not gonna happen, it's gonna go be wrong one day. You know, 20 years of me studying in the training space, improving agents is what the portals want to do. They want to see agents win more listings. There's no doubt about that because our Australian marketplace needs brilliant agents. The portals do the inquiry. They do that part brilliantly. But in all agents matter, I definitely see more importantly than ever, as it's got more complicated, I think the agents got to lift their game, though, on product knowledge, legislation, and be their own mechanic. There's no longer this thing of, oh, I'll get someone to do it for me. Somebody else should do that. I think you've got to learn it yourself and be be your own mechanic and technician is very important. Yeah. There Anything you else want to add on to that, Mark? So I think in summary, uh, I, I still believe there will be a strong role with agents moving forward. I think potentially and our the buyer pool is growing, as you said, with technology. Before, you would mostly deal with probably a lot of buy. Well, it's a lot easier now for people to buy property. If you're living in Sydney, it's quite easy for you to get or educated research and buying Western Australia and do that process. So I think a lot of people are a lot more mobile. Our database of hot buyers will expand from not just local buyers into state buyers, uh, national buyers as well so that where it comes down to technique where you're going to have a lot more potential clients and you need to handle that and that's where technology will help yeah filtering is everything uh the the phone calls have changed it's coming in through your channel now your real estate channel but if we went through different agencies there's a, a massive thrust difference between the novak channel here mm. as we beam out because you got what you put out comes back 
Yes. So if you're not giving back, you're not going to get a response or return. And response is what real estate's about. You know, the reason we publish, post, promote, um, drop, do anything is to get a response. But how you handle the response is still and always will be the skill of the agent. Yeah. And I, th- I believe as long as humans have emotions, there will be need for a real estate agent because that is a, a vital role of negotiations and the selling process emotion. And like I said, while we've still got emotions, we will still have a role. Some agents may get replaced by portals and Facebook marketplace, but there's always been those clients who wanted to sell it themselves and don't see value. So I think as the more tools we have, they'll actually, their owners will actually probably value real estate agents more as the years and technology increase rather than less because face it say 20 years ago an owner would be like well they only put it on realestate.com they only do the newspaper i can try and do that now moving forward we're going to have agents promoting on facebook marketplace linkedin um youtube channels facebook lives like this then you've got your portals then you've got your websites and then all your other stuff as well so while when the tools we have increase, it will actually become more overwhelming for an owner to do it themselves. Because if you go to an owner, there's 20 places to market your property where we find buyers and you can only do two of them. Do you really think you're going to protect the asset compared to 20 years ago when you said, yeah, well, it's newspaper and realestate.com. You can try and wing it yourself. So I think it, we, there will be more demand for agents as the process gets more uh, more complicated. Well, not complicated, more and, advanced. And, Lee, you've, you've said it well, you know, we're families selling to families. And with all the technology that's coming, ladies and gentlemen, with all the technology that's been, ladies and gentlemen, we are still families selling to families. I couldn't agree more. And I think there's one massive final point here. It's actually quite rare that someone buys directly the property they inquire about. Yeah. So someone inquire about a home, four bedroom, brick and tile, double garage, pool. You show it to them, they go, yeah, I don't like it. And then another one comes in and it's pre-market. You go, actually, I've had something else pop in. Same description. Are you free this afternoon? They get there and they connect and they buy it. Now, some agents would say, oh, you sold that off portal. Well, no, the inquiry came in off the portal. I just sold them a different property. It's not actually directly about the property you are promoting. It's about generating opportunities in price ranges to showcase properties to different people who arrive at different times. And Mark, when you and I were selling, there was always a joke about central locking, central locking selling, where I would have why to get is people- saying, Why is everyone saying this morning that I'm not an agent and I'm not selling and stuff? Like, I've got a heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a multimedia leader. 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 So- But back then, I would actually sell a lot of properties by taking people back to a house they didn't like four weeks ago, but they saw it too early. They went there, yep, this is great. What else have you got? And then they realised this is really good value, but you haven't seen many yet. Then they go out and see all the others that weren't good value. You take them back to it and they go, how did I miss this? You know, that's the skill of an agent, getting them back to a property they said no to originally. And I'd say to them, look, you love it. You just don't know it yet. Let's yeah. go back there. Why are we going back there? And they kick and scream up the driveway and then fall in love with it. That is a skill of an agent. That is so true. So many times a buyer, when they're first looking in the first week, it's hard for them to make a decision because you've got to get them through a lot of properties. They need to see what value is. They need to see, I almost say, um, 
you almost need to see five or six properties before you can make the decision. So for any owners out there who are thinking about selling it themselves or even in the future, if you can't show them those five other properties, that means they're going to be looking and seeing those properties with someone else and with a trained agent trying to sell them the other property, not your home. So the door's wide open for you to miss the perfect buyer for your property. In the event, let's say you do snag the best buyer through Facebook, you may not be able to close them, which came to what we said earlier. You've got the attracting the inquiry, but then you've got the ABC closing the inquiry and you miss you just miss so you just miss so many tools to be able to do that. I had one example here in Cramer Heights Mark where she won't mind me mention her name, but the wonderful agent Sherry Lee Elliott owned a property in the top of Cramer Heights. And Sherry Lee worked in Neutral Bay. And I saw her property for sale with a non-local agent. And I reached out. It was a for sale by owner style ad. She goes, I am a real estate agent. I'm selling it myself. I said, oh, how come it's not sold? And she went, what do you mean? I said, everything I've got up there is sold. I wonder why that one's available. That was why I was calling. I got people killed for that. And she went, no, no, I'm not paying a fee. I said, you are an agent. And anyway, we came to an agreement and I sold the property for way more above she was asking for it and covered my fee. Mm. But I'm in the market. And there's an example of a great agent. But if you're not in the groove of the market, you've got to be in the market living, breathing it every minute of the day. It's not something that happens once. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, the very famous Matt Steinway does some incredible sales. But you look at every record sale he's made, he's known that buyer two, three years. It wasn't the moment in the moment. It's I knew that person would pay a premium if that ever came available beachfront and I know they've got the capacity. How would you know that? That person's not even checking out the internet because they've given up. So bringing people together and matching the marriage of property is a skill in itself. And you're thinking, I know who'll buy that. They will absolutely love this thing because they, they own a bobcat business and this is next to the, the, the reserve. And the buyers trust I just did a $26 million deal, the highest price ever paid in the Northern Beaches for 2020. And and that deal was exactly what you just said, that, you know, the, the buyer was uh, was uh, a, a relationship nurtured for 20 years and the seller was a relationship nurtured for probably eight Um you know, so and that was not advertised, and it was uh, it was an IP. It was all up here. So you know that, and if that did hit real commercial, um, it, those two people wouldn't have come together. Um, for uh, for argument's sake, it did hit real commercial nine months prior or eighteen months prior to no avail. So um, you know, it was a post sale, not a pre sale. Uh, yeah. Not a not a pre market. It was a post market sale. And Mark, there is a great example of professional trust that two people have known you for a long period of time will say, uh, "Well, if you think this is right, yeah. and you passionately do, they go, okay, I'm doing this." Uh, I, I was working yeah. for Inglis the other day, the the horse and house company, and there was like a forty million dollar yeah. farm sold sight unseen because. The purchaser said to the agent, do you think this is good for me? And they said, yeah, we do. Mm. Okay, we're going to go with it. Uh, you haven't let us down before. You know, that's powerful when you're looking at property sales, but good luck trying to sell that just off Facebook. You know, it's yeah. a different no relation. The farmer's not on Facebook, I can yeah. assure you. He's yeah. on the tractor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tools. Yeah. If you've got the tools, you're better for it. But, you know, it's, yeah. 
I think it's a great topic. It's a big topic. We can talk a very long time, but All thank you very matter. much. Yeah. If they're trained, if they're trained. This is true. All righty, gents. I think that's a wrap. This is good to have you back, Lee. It's been a while. Good to be here. Yes. Alrighty. Lee, the last the last time we were we were doing a live and we were together, uh, we couldn't have you on one screen due to COVID just hitting back in March. So um, we're 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 well. I wouldn't say we're on the other side of it, but we're uh, we're through the, we're through a lot of the thick of it. It's good. It's good to be relatively back to normal. Sydney. Exciting times ahead. Two one, bring it on. Yeah, All right, Jed. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks everyone. See you Bye. later, twenty twenty. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>